Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Football is back on this Thursday night. It is Fantasy Sports today. We'll have a preview of the Jaguars-Titans game, a week four college football preview, and plenty more as Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today for this September the 19th, 2019, week three, believe it or not, of the NFL season is here. We're already cruising toward the bye weeks in football, believe it or not. Joe Pizapia, Craig Mish with you here on the show. Sean Guastamacchia producing this program as we get ready for week four of the college football season. Johnny Lobb is going to be with us in a little bit, the Gridiron Scholar, to break down some DFS and some college football matchups. And then, of course, Joe, we have the uh, dreaded Thursday night football game in the NFL and the annual Jaguars-Titans clash will be on display tonight. And um, dare I say, there will be a handful of fantasy ramifications in this one, too. Good afternoon. Yes, it is the most Thursday of any Thursday game you could possibly get. I mean, really, they should just play this game over and over again on a replay every Thursday night. I feel like this is it. This is what Thursday Night Football is. It's the Jaguars at home against the Titans with Marcus Mariota and Gardner Minshew. And why are we all watching it? Why? Because of fantasy. That's why we're watching it. Let's be honest. If, you know, there's not a ton of Jacksonville Jaguars fans. There's not a ton of Titans fans. Okay, let's be frank here in terms of fan bases. The reason why anyone cares at all about this game is two things. Wagering and the other thing is fantasy football. If you got guys going to this game, you give a crap. And I love this. You're... Your comment of dare me to watch this game, Craig Mish. I love that. That made me laugh and chuckle inside my heart. I really enjoyed that. And I do dare you to watch. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be miserable probably. This game is either going to be 10-9 or it's going to be like 44 to 41. It's going to be one of these two like outcomes where you just can't believe what it is. And you're just throwing your hands up in the air and saying, what the hell? Yeah, I don't think that this will be a game that I'll watch. I'll, I'll probably end up skipping this one, even though there will be some wagering and some and some player interest in this one, but I'll, I'll, you know, check out a few minutes of it. I'm more interested actually in the college football game with Houston and Tulane. And, and it, you know, it kind of brings up the subject, Joe, and people ask this question all the time is if Thursday night is so bad, why not give them an extra day to play on Friday night? Cause that subject has come up quite a bit, but high school football is so big all around the country that pro football respects you know, high school so much that they're not going to play on Friday night. That's basically the reason why they won't do it and give the players an extra day. Now, Joe, I will say this, it would not be the worst thing in the world for me, and I don't think that it would take away of all the allure of college football if they decided to play games on Saturday night in the NFL. Like That, to me, would be more of a viable solution, but then, of course, you come back to the same thing, uh, especially for the Pac-10, uh, Pac-12 teams on the West Coast, that would kind of remove a lot of the interest for them because then people would tune into the NFL. So what the NFL is trying to do is not conflict with high school, not conflict with college, give college their day on Saturday, give high school their day on Friday, and that's kind of what we're left with at this point. So for the time being, I don't see anything changing. I just want two Monday night games instead. That's what I want. I want the two Monday nights. I'm already in football mode. We're already committed in our brains, in our DNA structure as football fans 
to want Monday night football and, and Sunday night football basically has surpassed it as the primetime game. We all can, we all can agree on that. I think that's where we're at. Sunday night football is that game that everybody's watched. Everybody's tuned into. I love the opening Monday night doubleheader. I think it's great. People complain, well, what are you going to do about the East Coast people? Well, you know, it starts too late there. Or what about the West Coast people? Well, the other game starts too early. Nobody seemed to complain on opening week. What's the big freaking deal? Can't we just have two Monday night games and scrap this Thursday one? The players hate it. The coaches hate it. I'm sure the travel secretary people hate it because of the turnaround. The equipment people hate it. Everyone hates it except the stupid NFL who just makes money off it because they can ISO another game. And that just makes me mad. But whatever, Craig, whatever. No one cares about my rage anymore. No, we care. That's not. That's. I don't know. I don't feel like anyone. I, I, I think anymore. the suggestion I'm is good. <laughs> I think the suggestion is good, except for it's it, the argument is you start a Monday night game at seven. No one on the West Coast is watching at four o'clock Eastern, Joe. This is a fact. They are not. And then ten o'clock uh, West Coast game is a seven o'clock Eastern game. No one is watching the end of the oh, West Coast okay, game. Okay. Too. I'll so I'll that's, why, that's why. When, that's when they why. play these games in London, is anybody? watching those on the west coast either when the game start at 9 a.m here no but they have the do- no but joe they have the docket of all the other games that day that's the difference they have i know but we had all place. the other games on sunday what i'm saying is if they did it regionally where they had you know like this new england jets game was a monday night seven o'clock game that's that's great because it's got a lot of heat in that northeast corridor area and the ratings are gonna be great no matter what it's a national game we have a you know a big organization big rivalries organization stuff like that that's the kind of stuff that flies my and then on the west coast side too when you put denver and oakland together when you put people together who have you know played each other and and they have that division rivalry and there's some history there i don't know man i just the thursday night game i just i care about the quality of the games because i think we all do if we really love football we care a little bit about the quality of the games and the quality of play it's just not very good. It wasn't good out of the gate again week one. It certainly wasn't good week no, two. And no. I don't think it's going to be good tonight. Again, this game has 10-9 for me written all over it, which means it'll be 44-41. Yeah, I, you know, this is just one of those where it's, it's, you just, it, it's so unpredictable. And in general, the home teams have fared very well, as we mentioned on the show yesterday, in terms of betting 11-5-1 last year against the spread for the home teams. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at Tennessee and Jacksonville tonight if you decide to get down on that game. Uh, With all of the injuries, Joe, around the league, it certainly looks like at this point that uh, Cam Newton is going to miss the game. He didn't practice yesterday. There are no plans for him to be on the field today. So Kyle Allen indeed gets the start. Now, Joe, if you recap our conversation yesterday, (laughs) I did throw that $1 bid last night. In Uh for Kyle Allen, and I am waking up up this morning a Kyle Allen owner. So, so, yeah, buddy. So I there it is. So there is my super flex option. There it That's is. That's what you are. You are you are survive in advance. You are the Jimmy V of the guillotine <laughs> league. That's what you are. You're just gonna one one game at a time until you win the whole damn thing. Oh, I, I'm super excited, man. I I'm so more here's my question. The stupid league than you are. I, I know this is the worst. So so and it's not even. It's only like a uh, hundred in. Even so stupid. So so who would you play? Josh Gordon as a super flex, or would you play Kyle Allen? Oh man, I, I have mean, Antonio Brown too. What's the score? Is it six points touchdown or four? I think it's four. Oh, man, and I'm sorry. What was you have Antonio Brown already, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you. What, if I play, really if, you know what? If I play, see, see, here's my thinking on this. Okay. If I play both Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon, I almost guarantee myself of staying alive. Right? If one of those guys blow up, I'm going to get it. But conversely, if New England just somehow has a game script where, and and look, we don't know and. Uh, you know, last week, Tom Brady ended up getting his even with the bad game script, right? Because he ran one in at the end and he threw two. Mm-hmm. But that's my fear a little bit is that what is I mean, New England is not a team ever that takes their foot off the pedal. Though. That's, no, that's they're not. They're not a team that takes their foot off the pedal. And the other thing that I would say also in favor of Allen is, you know, the matchup here is very good for them. I still think they're going to lose this football game in Arizona. 
but the Arizona Cardinal defense is not very good. I think we can all agree on that. Like uh, they're not impressive. There's no Peterson there still. So, I mean, I think the floor is pretty good. We, I think this is one of those things where you look at the roster construction and I'm, I'm big on this. Cause I think whenever someone asks me a question like this on Twitter in a vacuum and I'm like, okay, well, what's the format? Is it full PPR? Is it half? Is yeah, it, you know, people, yeah. I hate when people ask the, that and don't give me more information, but on top of that too, what's the rest of the roster? Are we talking like we've got two big time running backs and you're just like, you know, building well, we have the best receivers ceiling. now in the league because of after picking up Antonio right, Brown, Brown Hopkins, t- Brown Hopkins and Michael Thomas. Yeah, and then who are your running backs in this league? No, I got nothing. I got Gurley and uh, Gurley's not nothing. Yeah, he's not great. And then Jack uh, Jackson on the the Chargers, but I'll probably start Mostert. That's I'll start Mostert. Uh, see, I think for this, I think I might be pushing. See, my worry is a Josh Gordon goose egg. <laughs> like you know, Allen, I don't think it he's going to get be. you a goose egg. That's, no, that's I don't my think only so. What if he blows up? I got a great pick. I think you got to go the quarterback there yeah, with those running too. backs because I think the higher floor you want to just lock in that floor. I think your your dart throw is Mostert. I think if you have too many dart throws, Mostert and Gordon. I think it's you're walking the line a little bit. Yeah. Well, what had Singletary had he played this week, but it doesn't look good for him. Um, uh, speaking of not looking good, by the is anyone playing for the Eagles this week, Joe? Like, what's the deal? No, they, didn't, nope. they didn't practice at all yesterday. That's, nope. I've never heard that in the NFL. What, it's like a team not taking BP <laughs> in baseball at three o'clock. Like, what's the deal here? They didn't uh, so, that's a really good analogy, actually. That was very good. I think that uh, this is kind of the reason why Carson Wentz was barely in my twelve yesterday when we ranked the quarterbacks, and then we're going to rank some running backs later on today and re-rank everybody, but. You know, this is kind of where I'm at with the Eagles. I don't like the O-line. I, I hate Doug Peterson's commitment or lack thereof to the run. Uh, Alshon Jeffries hurt every single year, which is why I never own him because I just can't stand to own him. It's just so infuriating. And look, maybe Aguilar and, and Arcega Whiteside, or maybe that's exactly what this team needs, a little bit of a, you know, injection there with the young kids and see what happens. But I don't know, man. I think the Eagles are in serious trouble, and I think the Cowboys are setting up to have a big lead on them, you know, once we turn the page into November, and I think they're going to be looking up in those standings. They really do. All right, well, we're off and running here on this Thursday edition of the show. We're going to take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. we got the opening drive up next. It's Craig Mission, Joe Pizzapia. Don't go away. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. 
Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First Play from Scrimmage The Opening Drive The First Play of the Game All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. It is the opening drive here on this Thursday. We got Thursday night football, college football. We got Johnny Lobb coming up here in a little bit. Give us a preview of the weekend, but let's get things started here on the show with first down. And we start off with a story that came out of nowhere yesterday, and I've seen some retweets on it this morning too. Was that the running back for the Indianapolis Colts, Marlon Mack? Oh, there's this crazy discrepancy. Was he wearing a walking boot? Was he holding a walking boot? Who really knows? Uh, I know Mac did not have a great game uh, last week, but he is a surefire RB1 right now. And teams that have him probably don't have a lot of depth to start somebody else because you probably drafted him as your RB2. But this is scary, man. We need Marlon Mack to play this week. Well, he's expected to play. There's been absolutely no reason why he's, he hasn't been expected to play. It's a calf issue, and those can be very tricky. So I think the smart thing to do with the calf from everything that I've seen over the years is just rest. Like they're going to they're gonna rest him. They're going to give him those treatments. They're going to do all that kind of stuff. And my guess is he'll be fine. You're going to roll him out in your lineups. If this worm should turn on Friday, then you should be concerned. And if so, I mean, it might be a situation where you might end up just kind of plucking Wilkins off, you know, and hope that he's the early down back, which he probably will be, and uh, see if you can get some points out of him. But I mean, everything right now, there's nothing that says he's not going to play. I understand you're concerned, but it's the football season. So everyone's concerned. And Wednesday's the day where most guys get off anyway. Like if, if you're going to rest guys like the Eagles, Wednesday is kind of that day to do it where you just kind of give everybody a day off and then you come back at it on Thursday, Friday with game plan stuff. But um, yeah, it's concern. Yes. Panic. No, I think that's my meter with this one. Yep. We'll, we'll find out for sure by Friday, no doubt. But Mac is uh, Mac looked so good in week one. I you know for his owner. Good back. He was a good back in college, too. You know, it's funny because then that running back, class, that was the same running back class as Dalvin Cook. Uh, and uh, was Chubb was it was no Mixon was in that class, too. Who am I forgetting? It was Mac. Mixon, um, who else was in that group? There was like another know. run. There was another guy. And and of all the footage when, you know, because I didn't at the time get to watch a lot of college football, I would go and watch the highlight reels and watch, you know, uh, as much, which is great because you could do that on YouTube and, and pick out all these things and then kind of do evaluations of guys. And I thought Mac was super impressive. And everything I read was, well, the big knock on him is a little inconsistent and he fumbles the football. So with the fumbling the football issues kind of away, you know, to me, Mac was a guy that you should be very bullish on. And I had tons of shares of him last year hoping that things worked out. And I, I think that right now you're going to see the Colts basically live or die with Marlon Mack the rest of the year. Yeah, I remember he, I think he took over for Trent Richardson, if I'm not mistaken, when, uh, when right. he was there a couple years you ago. You would know better than I. <laughs> All right, uh, second down, uh, could this be Darwin Thompson's week? I know that uh, it's been a wild ride for people who took him in early drafts and then he slid a little bit, of course, because they the Chiefs decided to sign LaShawn McCoy, but McCoy seems to be on track to play maybe a little bit iffy. But Damian Williams is questionable for the game. Boy, I am certainly glad I didn't cut this guy in the leagues that I have him. But the question is, is he a startable flex player, Joe? And what situation would you start him in uh, come, come Sunday? Well, this is where stubbornness pays off, right? Where you just refuse to let go of a certain guy because you just don't believe in the guys ahead of him. And I don't. And that's why I still have Darwin Thompson everywhere. And I think what you're looking at this week is already we've had a lot of attrition at the running back position and 
God knows the quarterback position. So flexes and super flex and things like that are, you know, certainly getting weird out there. Even wide receiver, we had a lot of fair amount of injuries too. Mm-hmm. So Darwin Thompson to me is a guy that, you know, 16, 15, 14 team league, you are starting as a flex this week. I think he's viable enough there. Well, well get, both guys have to be, or one of them at least has to be out though, right? You're not going to No, no I, I don't think so. Not with this game, not in Kansas City. No, I think there's enough there where you could, st- again, I'm talking about 14, 15, 16 teams deep. Yeah. Those leagues, I, I, mean, I, would you're talking about, to, I would have to disagree. I mean, if both guys are healthy yeah. and active, Joe, there's just no way. I would I'm would. i telling you, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know, like I said, you know, everyone plays different depths of leagues. I've, I've got 12s, I've got, you know, a bunch of 14s, no, I've got 16. When you get that deep, Craig, there's not a lot of great matchups out there. And I'm looking at just scoring. And the Chiefs offense scores. And I think that there's opportunity there enough for him with where we're at. Like, I'm talking about right now. This could change by Friday when we get to more of an update on LaShawn McCoy. But as of right now, I would be ready to start him as a flex. I think in a 12-team league, I think it's still too muddy to put him as a flex spot or anything like that. And I think you would have to have had massive issues to put him in there. And if you have had massive issues and he's the best, let's say you're a Marlon Mack owner, right? And Marlon Mack is not going to play all of a sudden this week if things go south there. Okay, well, you know, you fire up Darwin Thompson, you hope for the best. I think that's that's kind of what you would do. And I think that the Chiefs can have enough touchdown upside in that offense that as long as he can score, he's going to return value that week. And that's all you need out of that flex spot. You need a touchdown. That's what you should be looking for most of the time anyway. Um, and I still I'm going to keep, you know, keep faith that at some point in time, he gets enough opportunity where he starts to show out and maybe just maybe he works himself into a uh, more permanent role in this offense in some way. So we'll see what happens. This could be the start of it. Who knows? Let's see. Yeah, if one of those guys is out and this guy plays, imagine him rolling off like 150 yards and a touchdown. How amazing that would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Darwin Thompson owners. All of a sudden, it would be uh, it would be a new season. This guy could be the number one running Imagine, back imagine Damian Williams owners, though. <laughs> yeah, this, this, would, not, this yeah. would not surprise me at all if that ended up happening. No. All right, uh, third down, uh, Garrett Cole of the Houston Astros last night, Joe, did something in fantasy that we uh, I mean look every every fantasy league I think Garrett Cole is going to grade out as as a top five player 300 strikeouts on the season Joe this is a guy that it's going to be hard for him to repeat because I don't think he'll be back in Houston next year but what a great season he's had it's worth acknowledging today incredible season and I'm a big Garrett Cole fan Uh, the minute he got out of Pittsburgh I remember I wrote a big piece about this which is the best thing that could happen to Garrett Cole is the same thing that happened to Max Scherzer when he went to Detroit uh, which was hey you don't have to be the guy. Just go figure it out, and you got a ton of talent. And it's ironic because the guy that supported him in that rotation was the same guy. It was Justin Verlander. Verlander being the guy at the top, and all of a sudden this other kid who had all these expectations to be a true number one and all these things, be the ace of the staff and carry the staff and all this blah, blah, blah nonsense. We take a little bit of pressure off a guy like that. Only good things can happen. And we saw with Scherzer when he became, and now we're seeing it yet again. And it's ironic that the guy in both of those rotations that took that pressure off was Verlander. And they've done a terrific job over there, you know, with between the analyzing of spin rates and all the extra work that they do there uh, with those pitchers. It really is spectacular. And Cole's going to cash in, and he should. And Cole, to me, was the best ROI on the board coming into the season for pitchers. A lot of people disagreed with that. A lot of people still liked the sales of the world and those kind of guys. And I just, Garrett Cole, to me, was... I think did not get enough credit for the season he had last year, which is ironic because the season he had last year was very impressive. And I feel like people, I don't know, maybe they just didn't buy into it or maybe they just, you know, cared a little bit too much about some other deeper stats that really didn't matter. At the end of the day, 300 strikeouts, 300 strikeouts, man. All right. So uh, Joe's three for three. Uh, he uh, on first down, he had Marlon Mack two years ago. He told you yeah. he was great on second down. He told you he has Darwin Thompson anywhere. He's going to be everywhere. He's going to be great. And on third down, he told you like Garrett Cole. So you're going to go four for four here on the know it all segment. 
Yeah, that's you, great. That's fine. Here we go. UFOs. You knew UFOs were real back from 2004, right? You, you told everybody that then, right? I'm, I'm watching Ancient Aliens with that guy with the big hair right now as we do this show. It's there on it TV. And yeah, like, you're, 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 how can you not believe house. that guy? That guy's got incredible hair. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I don't think I know. You haven't what? seen this on the History Channel, that Ancient Alien show that's on like every night. I feel like when you flip around the uh, channel, it's like 11 no. o'clock. And it's that I'm guy not really with the big, big on hair. TV. Not really. I'm like I'm a big like uh, online watcher, like Netflix and YouTube and stuff like that. I'm not really. A, a yeah, TV I still guy. flip around with those ancient aliens, you know, things where they 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 go. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. What what am I? What do you want so to make fun of me about now? In three black book, didn't you have UFOs being real? And you told I did in the UFO black book 20, uh, 2012. You told everybody, but they didn't believe I, it. I, I did. Here you are yeah. today saying here we go. You, you knew that they were real in two thousand four, <laughs> right? I take myself to task on what I get wrong. Let's not pretend like I don't. Holy How about the time where I said it's not like Dallas Keuchel is ever going to win a Cy Young or anything in the Black Book and the next year he won the Cy Young. Yeah. Or that year, I should say. So, I, I mean, mean, I've made myself come up with like, I got to come up with something that you didn't know about before here. So I threw well, the I, I could come up with them all day. But, Craig, do you think I'd be sitting in this position if I was wrong 80% of the time? I better not be. What kind of what kind of person would I be at my job? Would you want your doctor to be wrong ninety percent of the time? No, but I mean every single thing here. First down, second down, third down. I knew it. I knew you it. Just I so happened to pick the three things. What do you want from me? You pick three. Th- right. You know how I felt about Darwin Thompson. You knew what this was when you put that on there. You do. Oh, I know. But yeah, but saying they had Marlon Mack two years ago has nothing. Okay, to do what with. about this UFO thing? What is it you want to talk about here? We're almost out of time. We got to do it quick. UFOs are the real deal from two thousand four. People said they weren't real, but they are. Okay, awesome. That's, That's pretty much it. I mean, do we really think we're the only life in this entire universe? I don't, but do you? Oh, uh, I don't know, but this is kind of narcissistic, video. isn't it? It was a very convincing video that I saw. I remember seeing this last year. And then I, I haven't saw seen it. this. So. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you'll have to you'll have to check it out and tell me. We'll check. I was back. too busy being right about everything. I know. I mean, seriously, you come up with anything today. All right, here's what we'll do. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. We'll see if we can stump Joe on something today. Uh, we'll re-rank running backs in fantasy football. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mitchell along with Joe Pizzapia. Don't go away. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. It is Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Pizzapia17. We've got gambling. We've got football. A lot going on. And, of course, this weekend, make sure you head on over to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Over at the Meadowlands, where uh, Joe will be broadcasting this weekend, getting you ready for the NFL games. Our producer, Sean Guastamaki, has got some college football analysis. Maybe he'll actually pick an underdog this week, try to convince him of that at some point this year. Hopefully that'll be tomorrow. Uh, and we also have Jamie Eisenberg coming up on the show tomorrow, as well as, well as Brad Ziegler. So we got a big weekend prepared for you. Now, yesterday we had an exercise in futility, because trying to re-rank running backs after we're missing a half a dozen of the ones that you would start in fantasy this year is really tough, but I think that the exercise went pretty well to give people an idea what we think of these players the rest of the season. Now, as it pertains to running back, I think it's a little bit easier because some of the same guys are still near the top, but Joe, the reality of the situation is because of the quarterbacks being hurt, I'm wondering if it affects your thinking from where you had your rankings in the black book back in June or July, as opposed to now. So, uh, you know, selling running backs for 70 cents on the dollar at this stage, and that would include a guy like McCaffrey at this point, I think it's foolish. But there are some players that I think that fall into your lap because of these situations that could be sitting out there on the waiver wire. And every year, Joe, at the end of the season, there's someone that's drafted in the fifth round, the eighth round, the tenth that ends up grading out as an RB1. So let's kind of walk through the process here as to how you have them ranked the rest of the way. Well, I think you pointed out very astutely that the fluidity of the situations with quarterback now have great impact on the running backs. And that's why in the Black Book, too, when it comes out in June, I always make sure to do an update August 1st. So when you buy it August 1st, you're buying the most updated version of it. And then all the cheat sheets are updated Basically, every two weeks when people purchase the cheat sheets, they get updated and resent out to everybody mm. um, so that they can have whatever they're like. If they're drafting this week, this is where we're at. And then next week, OK, maybe we have to adjust because this guy's out or they lost the left tackle for the year or something like that. And I think this right now, the top five guys, I mean, I still would put Saquon, Zeke and CMC in the top three. 
I think that's kind of, you know, I wouldn't grade them out any differently at this point. Um, you can argue where you'd want the three of them if, if you want to do that. Do you have any preference of that order? Uh, I would, at this point, I would go, okay, so you have uh, Barkley, Ezekiel uh, Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, one, two, three. Is that, is that? Accurate? I have, I've, I have, I've put CMC three because of where uh, yeah, we're at I, potentially with the Cam Newton situation. Yeah. Okay, so I'll go, my top three would be Barkley one, Dalvin Cook two, Ezekiel Elliott three, Christian McCaffrey four. That's the. Now that's, that's interesting. So you're already willing after two games. Yes. To put Cook all the way up to two. Yes. yes. Uh, in fact, I would have, I probably almost would have him at one. Okay. And now, yeah. do you think that that's a little bit of a hot take considering? No, I've, I've watched, know, I, I watched every, I've watched every single carry that he's had. He looks like the best running back in football to me. Oh, so. he, he absolutely does. He looks spectacular. Now he could get hurt no and that could change the equation, but I would, I, based on seeing those two games, it's, listen, you know me, I'm not, I don't throw things out there to stick. I no, I, you I, I believe no, at the I end am. of the season that Dalvin Cook will grade out as a top three fantasy running back and has a chance to be I, number one overall. Yeah. I definitely think he has a chance to do that. My my concern of putting him over Ezekiel Elliott is I have two, I have two concerns with this. Number one, how good Saquon could be in the passing game as as things kind of evolve here in this offense. I'm I'm fascinated to see. I'm not. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to come in and be Andrew Luck. I don't want people to you know misrepresent that. But I do think that there's opportunity at the very least for this offense to get better quickly. Um, and with Ezekiel Elliott, same thing. I'm looking at the Cowboys. I'm looking at the volume. I'm looking at where he's at and how good that team I think is. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's kind of hard for cook to bump the three. And, and I'll get them. I'm saying like right now it's week three. I'm saying the rest of the year where I would want to take them. I would still take those guys over cook, but cook and CMC for me is super close right now, which is crazy to think about, but I think that's where we are now. Number five, I still put Kamara in there. I think the talent is too much. And I actually think they're going to have to rely on him possibly a little bit more potentially do you think that's a safe number five because i think this is the five no matter what right you can argue about what the order is but this is the five right this is an interesting one for me i have to say that what happens is because uh i'm in some very very big finance i have some very big financial commitments to these betting contests i usually spend a lot of wednesday looking at lines and looking at games and and doing research and I have to say that I think that I may have misfired on my opinion of Teddy Bridgewater because a lot of people who are smarter than me have been pointing out some really big discrepancies for him in the game last week, in the game that he started last year when the game was meaningless for both teams and he put up a complete dud. There are some practice reports apparently that say that he doesn't look like the same guy. I may have misfired on my judgment with that from a couple of days ago. And I think for one of the few times this season, I'm going to have to say that I got to walk back a little bit. My take on. So, uh, so yesterday when I said, I I like Mason Rudolph and Daniel Jones's pickups more than Bridgewater. And you said I was crazy. That's I'm not one of those people, right? I may have to, I may have to walk that one back. I'm not, I'm not fully off of it, but I think I, I think I jumped the gun a little bit, not doing enough research on that. So, all I right. So I, I guess here's the question. Now I'm, I'm going to downgrade Camara. Yeah, I'm going to downgrade. Okay, so you're going to downgrade Camara. So who is your number five going to be? Because if we're talking about volume with limited upside, it's probably bell. If we're talking, you know, now that this is that next group there, and then here we go. And this is why 
people kept, you know, asking, what do you do after the first, you know, four guys yeah. are kind of no, gone in that draft. Yeah. Yeah, I and you. I kept saying, it, it's, it's really smart to just take Hopkins and, or somebody like that and just plug that guy in because all of these guys you can start to make cases for. And some of them might flip around to the second round and Aaron Jones flipped to the second round. Marlon Mack flipped to the second round. All those guys did. Uh, so it's bell based on volume, but with limited upside now for the next couple of weeks with the quarterback. And who knows how he's going to be when he comes back. It's Aaron Jones. It's David Johnson with a good game, then a not so good game and a wrist injury. So I'll tell you what, for me, I'm still going to stick with Le'Veon Bell in the volume and just hope for the best. That's where I would go with number yeah. six. I would I would put Eckler above all of them. That's well, what I would do. OK, I guess that that's the next question, because statistically speaking, Eckler is the number one guy on the board in PPR. In yeah, I, PPR, I would have to put him in the top five. Yeah, he's the guy right now. So he if you have great. him, you're loving you're loving life. And he looks great. And also, uh, and again, not watching the game as closely as I should. And yesterday, going back and doing, you know, that's that's what I do on Wednesdays. I do more research. I was unaware that uh, that Eckler had two different running, two different uh, carries separate from the game that he had last week, called back for touchdowns. He had one holding call return for a touchdown. And then he had another one on first and goal that in going back and watching, he reached over the goal line to try and score. And mm, yeah. uh, and it was a touchback. So if you just give him one of those two, it even jumps his numbers astronomically. I, I think that Eckler, Joe, at the end of the year, at least for now, without Melvin Gordon, is going to have a Melvin Gordon season. So I, so I have to... Uh, give a big bump to Eckler at this point. So you want to put Eckler at five or six? Yes, five. Yep. Okay. I'll tell you what. Be, right now, well, making me some, I'll tell you what. No, but I'll tell you what. I will agree with you. And I will say that I uh, I kept saying, in my mind, don't expect Melvin Gordon to play this year. So if if I'm if I believe that, then why wouldn't I buy into Eckler at this point? Right. Well, he's going to come back, but it, but by the time he comes back, Eckler will have carried you. Who's to say he's going to come back yeah. for them? That's the other thing. Who's to say he comes uh, back as a well, charger? Well, I think I think he has to play to get uh, to get that service. He has time to play too. for somebody, but not for them. Yeah, but what they tr- but who's gonna who's gonna trade a high pick in week ten? Isn't it, the deadline uh, will be gone, be gone uh, by then anyway? The, the Chiefs, if things keep going bad in the running back situation, I mean, I mean yeah, a team that's a Super Bowl uh, team that that I think has Gordon a plays for them. Issue. I think Gordon plays for them. He comes back. He's a non-entity. If Gordon plays for them, I think that drops him down to double digits on this. Oh season. yeah, no doubt about that. But no, I'm saying like right now, like even in the ranking right now, I think oh, you have no, to take no. that in. You, you have get to take me, that into you account. get me to the playoffs. I'll worry about that later. I mean, week ten, oh, you're gonna you go pick up Kareem Hunt. That's where you get me to eight and two. I mean, Mostert's gonna be the number one running back in fantasy by the time week ten comes. I'm not worried about week ten. Give me now. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, uh, all right. I think I think Carson, uh, is, you know, because of one bad week has fallen too low. I still like him a lot. I'd put him in the conversation as a all right. Well, 10. let's 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 go through here. If, if let's say you've got Cook at two, I've got him at four. Then you've got yeah. Eckler at five, which I'll agree with Kamara at six. I'm still going to hold Le'Veon Bell at seven. I yeah. still will. On yeah, the he'll be fine. He'll be fine. OK, Couple so number eight, back will be back. Yeah. I think Aaron Jones is that next guy for me. Now, I hate the Matt LaFleur news yesterday. Oh, God, did I hate that whole, like, we're going to get Jamal Williams equal touches. No. I believe what you hear. I think that's all coach speaking. If he does it, then it's going to have Dion Lewis written all over. It's going to be a nah, whole disaster. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I agree. I'll, be, so, I'll be completely wrong on Aaron Jones. I have nowhere I didn't like him, and he's going to be good. So there you okay, go. Okay, Aaron he's, Jones, be, number be eight. eight. Um, now, I think people have gone way too much to the negative side on Nick Chubb already, too. Yep, I would agree. Put him in there. So would you want Chubb, Johnson, or Mack here? I would put Carson still in the top 10 with Chubb somehow, 9, 10. And then, right. and then uh, 11 or 12 would be Mack. I will compromise with you. Let's do Chubb at 9. Let's do Carson at 10. Now, 11, 12. Uh, Mack at 11. Is that what yep. we're talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I keep putting Derrick Henry there because he keeps playing well. 
Well, I mean, that if you I don't, put know, I don't know how to there, eliminate him. Happy. Well, I guess he's, here's the thing. I don't think every week. Yeah. Okay, we we did a fun segment on the Black Book Show, which is hot takes, you know, predictions and stuff like that. And mine was Derrick Henry leading the league in rushing, not being the best running back in Very football, possible. not being the highest point getter in in fantasy, but leading the league in rushing. I thought was a realistic, of course, buy in and yeah. and maybe a bit of a bold prediction in some well, sense this, because of some just, of the other guy. They finally learned from the mistakes that they had last right. year, They're right? Just, and the mistakes that they had last year was Matt Lafleur, and that's what I'm just terrified of. So so that means that. David Johnson's bumped out if we put Henry He's at 12. Out. Yeah, I'm not impressed at all with what I've seen from him. That's very he, sad to say. But Can carry on Johnson get there now? Uh, can he start to break this running back in the next two. couple weeks? Still a yeah. running back, too. Uh, Sony Michelle's got to be in the running back, two conversation, too. Seems like they're really making more of an effort to get him the ball. So you have Carson a bit higher. I would put Carson around like 13. And I, would put, I would put David Johnson in this 12 right now for one more week hoping that last week's productivity happened to be a bit of the wrist issue. And and if that was what it was and he's okay and he gets back to looking more like he did in the first week, then I think we all take a sigh of relief and we're okay with it. Yeah, I think Carson will be amazing the rest of the year. I'm not worried about him at all. Um, Gurley's in the conversation for RB2. Gurley's right there. Yep. Yeah, he's RB2. And I think we could stop there. Okay, so there you go. There's our re-ranking of the running backs. Barkley, Zeke, McCaffrey, Cook, Eckler, Kamara, Bell, Jones, Chubb, Carson, Mack, Henry, and then right outside that, We've got uh, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, maybe Sony Michelle as well. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212. 212- 299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. 
So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Full-time fantasy. If you had Devin Singletary, assuming he was healthy and most are, who are you starting? Singletary. Right. So where's Mostert going to fall in? Probably somewhere around 30? Uh, yeah, 25 to 35 range, probably. Right. So, I mean, that, that's, not a, that's not a must start every week. I think no. the only must start is Prada. And after that, you're hoping that most those other guys don't kill you. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, here we go. We're back here on Fantasy Sports today as we get ready to wrap up our number one with a look ahead to college football week four. We bring in the gridiron scholar, John Love. You can catch his rankings over at Fantrax, and certainly he and I are competing with a lot of other folks in our best ball college football league. And good thing I didn't take Felipe Franks in that league. John said, you're a Gator. You're a Gator. You got to take him. I'm like, John, I'm going to take every other Gator. I'm just not going to take him. But, uh, John, we could start off there, man. Like, uh, Florida plays Tennessee this week. And I know this may not be, I don't know, maybe it is a fantasy option for you. But what about this kid Trask with zero track record, almost no playing time whatsoever at the University of Florida and engineered a comeback last week for the ages. It always seems like the Gators have these crazy comebacks. He did last week against Kentucky. What I don't I don't know if you ended up seeing any of that game. Of course, I am a Gator, so I watched a lot of that, but I was impressed. <laughs> I, think, I think he looks better than Franks. You know, that's a great question because I actually looked him up a little bit. I believe he's a junior out of Texas. Yeah. Six, five, like 235 pounds or something. Definitely looks the prototypical size. Now, the good news for him is I believe the Gators have enough playmakers on offense where all he needs to do is be efficient and get the football into their hands. Now, the schedule, you know, they have a tough schedule, and it's the SEC. You're talking about an inexperienced quarterback. Right now, he's on my watch list in my fantasy football league, but I've got to see him perform over four entire quarters. Now, Tennessee is a great matchup to get your feet wet. I think the Gators should definitely beat the Volunteers this weekend. I'm going to be watching him because he is the type of player, you know, college fantasy football, kids come out of nowhere. So we have to watch him closely this weekend. All right. Well, well, John, last week on the show, you, you made a good pick and then you made a bad pick. You said that you yeah. thought that you, you said Pitt would, would play very well against Penn State. You were right. And then you, you drank eight Red Bulls and said they would win the game outright. I, I mean, come on, man. Like, like you had it. You had it right there. You had it in your hands. And then you went berserko on us and said that that was going to happen, too. So just just stick with the covering. You don't need to have a team that's 20-point underdogs end up winning outright. It's not necessary to go there. You had, you had it in the bag. I watched that game. And, you know, they were fourth and one. Oh. What is the Oh, my God, dude. They, they kicked the field goal, and not only that, he shanks it. Oh, my God, dude. I was, oh, I was so mad watching that. Yeah, but you, you were on the right track there. Okay, so uh, for the first time in three years, we didn't have top 25 teams playing last week, John. Now, this week, we got some good matchups, okay? Or at least we have some top 25 matchups. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> uh, which, which are your favorite matchups this week in terms of college football? 
I, I think what's funny is, John, and, and uh, this is what I find interesting, is that the, the, the premier matchup, the most watched college football game of the season is going to be Saturday night with Georgia and Notre Dame because the world loves Notre Dame, so they're going to watch them. And the world is looking at this line going, oh, my gosh, Notre Dame, we are getting 14 points with them. Do they not for- remember what happened at the end of last year when Notre Dame played in that playoff? This is like basically saying, I dare <laughs> you. I dare you to bet against Georgia. I don't know. I, I think Georgia probably rolls Notre Dame in this game. You know, Craig, I'm on board with you. I do think Georgia's just too talented on the front seven on defense and in the offensive line. We know they're going to run the football. The Bulldogs blow up opponents' defense. Now, I like Notre Dame, and they're a pretty nice football team, but they're the 17th team in the country, seventh, seventh team in the country. The Bulldogs are the third. I like the Bulldogs big time in this. I would love to be 13 and a half instead of 14 and a Me half. Because yeah. you, you, you could always get the backdoor cover by Notre Dame. But I do think the Bulldogs win this big game. But the game that I'm most interested in is Michigan-Wisconsin. Yeah, that's and, Joe, one. you've been asking me about prospects. This is the game to watch Jonathan Taylor, the running back of Wisconsin. Is he a second-round pick in the NFL draft? Michigan's tough up front, but we know that Badger offensive line is mean, nasty, well-coached. I think you're going to see Jonathan Taylor in a lot of one-on-ones. The Wolverines are going to scheme their linebackers and safeties, and they're going to challenge them to tackle Taylor one-on-one. Now, I'm interested to see how often is Taylor going to be able to beat that one-on-one, and how many tackles is he going to break? This is a great game to watch an NFL draft prospect. Yeah, and, and the question is, I don't know that he's 100% healthy, John. That was the only thing I'm wondering about. You know, Some of the practice reports this week said that he uh, may be or may not be. I'm not sure. Oh, what about Chubba Hubbard, man? Another monster game last week, John. Wow, this man is shooting up the charts. I think he had over 200 yards again, if my memory serves. Yeah, he had 150 in the first quarter. Yeah, he was unbelievable, and I got lucky enough to put him in my DFS lineup, and I have him on one season-long team. And it is very fascinating how the Cowboys have changed their entire offense. We know Mike Gundy has been throwing the football for over a decade, but now they have a studded running back. He has 66 attempts already. Spencer Sanders, their starting quarterback, has only thrown the ball 64 times you got to ride Chubba Hubbard, everyone, and watch him. He is quickly moving up the charts of NFL prospect rankings. Yeah, and we're uh, talking to John Lobb, the gridiron scholar. You know, before we get back to college, let me go to the NFL here for a minute, John, because I know that you watched a lot of Mason Rudolph in college. I, I, I'll give you my opinion. I don't know. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. I thought that he was great in their system. I don't know. I, I can't say that he's going to be great in the NFL. I feel like folks may be a little too high on him without seeing him play. Uh, maybe he'll go out there and he'll be great and I'll be proven wrong. But man, like he played arguably for one of, would, would you say the best mind or one of the best minds in all of college football with Gundy? And what do you, what kind of pro player is he, is he going to be, you think, with Pittsburgh? I'm curious. No, great question. Cause I actually went back to look at my scouting report on Mason Rudolph and I actually picked him up in a dynasty league because I needed some help at the quarterback position. I did too. Now, and, yeah, and I, he's clearly in college he was a scheme quarterback. Gundy schemed his skill set 
perfectly. Also, the Cowboys have had lots of talent at the wide receiver oh, yeah. position. Yeah. You know, but I looked at his career numbers, and I like certain thresholds, games played, touchdown to interception ratio, completion percentage. Over the course of his career, he hit my benchmarks in those numbers. So I believe if the, if the Pittsburgh coaching staff has done their homework and they've had him in their system now, you know, he's a second-year player. I believe that they can give him opportunities to be successful. I'm not starting him this weekend in my dynasty league. Luckily, I have Aaron Rodgers. But I am going to watch him. I think he has potential to be a solid NFL quarterback, a ceiling of a Jimmy Garoppolo if things went well and the Steelers scheme correctly for him. He'll never be an elite quarterback, in my opinion, but he could be an efficient starter in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, I, I would uh, retweet that right there. I, that's kind of the way I see it too, and and we'll see. You know, certainly this week will be the first step toward that. Okay, now let's dive into some DFS action for this week, John. Give me some guys who are your uh, stock up on this week, up and down. So my DraftKings, I'm going to give you a dynamic duo on the afternoon slate. I'm really interested in this Louisville and Florida State game. Louisville is playing better than I thought after that disastrous 2-10 and season under Bobby Petrino. Scott Satterfield came from Appalachian State, and he really has Louisville playing good football. Now, while the Florida State has not played well, they are putting points on the board for fantasy. So I'm going to set my lineup around quarterback James Blackman. He's only $6,500 on DraftKings. He's gone over 20 points. In every game, and I love the over-under. Um, Vegas is telling us that we have a very good game expected here with mm-hmm. lots of points. And on the other side, I'm going to take Louisville wide receiver Chartavius Atwell. He's a redshirt sophomore. He's only $4,400, but he has scored 10, 14, and 39 points on DraftKings. So I like to start those two players Put my lineup around them on the afternoon slate, and then you can. There's lots of value, and there's also some studs, so you can build a good team around those two. And then, if you're in season-long fantasy football, one player that I like this week a lot is Troy quarterback Caleb Barker. Last week, he ended up losing to Southern Mississippi, but this game was one for the ages. The two quarterbacks combined for over a thousand yards passing. This week, he is going to travel to Akron. They're going to crush that looking, team, man. They're, <laughs> they're, 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 gonna, they're like they're a 17-point favorite, I saw, right? Yeah, they are 17-point favorite with a 55 over under. Caleb yeah. Barker is, is only on 36% of fan track teams. I absolutely love him. And then if you need a sleeper, Colorado State is hosting Toledo. This is the second highest over under at the, on the board at 67. I love home underdogs in college fantasy football. Toledo's a nine-point favorite. They have a senior running back, Marvin Kinsey. He is the 11th-ranked running back in college fantasy football. He had a ACL injury his sophomore year, and it's taken him two years to recover. But as a senior, he's totally healthy, and he's a pass catcher. So he might have eight receptions in this game if the Rams fall behind against the, the Rockets. So those are my two um, free agent waiver wire pickups this week in season long. Uh, by the way, uh, John, do you think Louisville goes into FSU and wins that game this week? And if so, do you think they fire Taggart? 
You know, if they lose, I think they fire Taggart. But I do think Florida State will win that game. But I don't wow, know, if, man. I don't yeah, know. I mean, look, if they're bad. I, I agree with you. But look, at, and, and if that is – look, at, Taggart will probably get fired. I mean, aren't they – they're 0-4 at that point. Or are they 1-3? Oh, they, they have one win against – who was it? Louisiana Monroe? They were up 21-0. They lost in overtime? Were they won in overtime? You're right, a Sun Belt foe. One and three and staring down the barrel of a tough schedule in the ACC. Yeah. He, he might not make it home on or make it back on Monday morning. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's curious. Uh, give, me, uh, give me one quick pick for you before we let you go this week in college football. Give me one good one. Sure. I love home underdogs. I'm taking the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, last week I got burned by West Virginia, but now they go on to the road and Les Miles upset Boston College last yeah. week. Yeah, so I like the Jayhawks. They always are physical and nasty, and I think West Virginia is going to be a little cocky going on the road. I think you're getting four and a half, so I like that. You're getting more than a field goal. I like the Jayhawks to um, cover and win against West Virginia. When was the last time, John, in the last 20 years that you said, I like Kansas to win and cover? It's been um, at least 12 years. Mark Mangino? Uh, yeah, and, and Todd Reesing, like in 2007. So it's been a long time. It really has, man. I mean, I mean to think that Les Miles is, is doing great things, that's so exciting to me to see him doing great things with the Jayhawks. He's got that program like feeling like there's something there. It's 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 rare when you get a coach like that. I can't believe Les Miles couldn't land a job anywhere else, but good for good for Kansas to be able to to get him for sure. All right, uh, John, uh, give us a quick uh, synopsis here in thirty seconds where they can find your work over at Fantrax this week. Sure, just go to Fantrax.com, everyone. Um, my CFF podcast, um, my CF on campus podcast is there with my two great teammates, um, Scott Bogman and Justin Heisley. That's available. And all of my waiver wire gemstones and my sleepers are available every week for free for everyone to read. All right, John, thanks. Have a great week in college. We'll catch you again next Thursday, okay? Excellent. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy the game. All right, John Law, the Gridiron Scholar, will be back with the best of the first hour after this. Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger, and now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for 
for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. UFOs. You knew UFOs were real back from 2004, right? You, you told everybody that then, right? I'm, I'm watching Ancient Aliens with that guy with the big hair right now as we do this show. It's there on it TV. And yeah, like, you're, 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 how you're can you not believe house. that guy? That guy's got incredible hair. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I don't think I know. You haven't seen this on the History Channel, that ancient alien show that's on like every night. I feel like when you flip around the channels at like 11 no. o'clock. And it's that I'm guy not really with big, big on hair. TV. Not really. I'm like, I'm a big like uh, online watcher, like Netflix and YouTube and stuff like that. I'm not really. Uh, yeah, TV I still guy. flip around with those ancient aliens, you know, things where they they, they go. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. What, what am I? What do you want so to make fun of me about now? Three black book. Didn't you have UFOs being real? And you told I did in the UFO <laughs> black book 20, uh, 20. 12 you told everybody but they didn't believe I, it i, I mean, did here you are yeah. today saying here we go you, you knew that they were real in 2004 <laughs> right i take myself to task on what i get wrong let's not Come pretend on, like i know holy how cow. about how about the time where i said it's not like dallas keichel is ever going to win a cy young or anything in the black book and the next year he won the cy young yeah or that year i should say so I mean, I, mean, I, I, I got to like, come up with something that you didn't know about before here. So I threw well, the I, I could come up with them all day. But Craig, do you think I'd be sitting in this position if I was wrong 80% of the time? I better not be. What kind of what kind of person would I be at my job? Would you want your doctor to be wrong 90% of the time? No, but I mean, every single thing here. First down, second down, third down. I knew it. I knew you it. You just I so happened to pick the three things. What do you want from me? You picked three. Th- right. You know how I felt about Darwin Thompson. You knew what this was. 